Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast with Jesse and Erica Dale, where we explore how to get the most out of life, focusing on purpose, passion, and prosperity. I think it's been a little bit since we've been on here, but we're ready to to get this podcast up and running again and really be consistent with it. So uh, those of you that are new, we really just kind of bring a truth into the world of topics really related to having an abundant life in all areas. So um, you guys can go back to other uh, past episodes, kind of hear about the five F's that we've talked about before. Um, but I want to review, want to highlight one of our reviews here and then we'll kick off today's episode, which I think you guys are going to love. So this guy, uh, D B A C 25, which we think we know who that is, but, uh, it says, why can't I stop listening? Five stars. I cannot stop listening to these two. This is a powerful couple with amazing energy and factual information, hard information. Sometimes the, thing you, sometimes the things you need to hear are not the easiest to hear. They are blunt and honest. These casts give up an inside look at two beautiful minds for free. So thank you for that incredible review. Guys, if you are getting value out of this as you start to tune back in with us, uh, we would love any reviews that you want to give. We want to feature you as well. So thank you for that, that wonderful, wonderful wording. <laughs> awesome. Love it. So hey, what F are we talking about today? So we talked about the five Fs. What F are we going to be diving into today? Finances. Whoop, whoop. Money, 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 money. You know there is more rap songs about money and the American Express black card. I guess it, a black card has like an unlimited limit and it's in a lot of rap songs. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When you were When Erica was in Utah, I watched uh, money episodes on Netflix. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. In a lot of times it's innuendo. You don't even know they're, they're talking about the, the American Express black card. We don't but, have a black card. No, we don't. We, we have, have a platinum. Yeah. The metal card, but I don't know. I think it's cool, man. Yeah, look up black card. So yeah, we want to. We've done some uh, some money mindset training. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to do a money mindset training because we're doing an investment series for Macro Millionaire. Um, so this is some, kind of a, a topic that's near and dear to me, and I've just got finished reading or just the last couple pages uh, of the book called Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And we just had a uh, kind of my men's group. We just met. We were talking about you know millionaires. So really what we want to talk about is, does this tool of money, does it equate to happiness? And we can kind of tee that off as they've done a lot of studies on this. And they said that, you know, after your human needs are met, you know, you got shelter, food, and, you know, the kids are, are paid for. And they, they, they come up with a number in this study around 75000 Okay, now that obviously, if you got five kids, it might be a little higher. If you're a bachelor living alone, it might be maybe even a little bit lower. But 75,000, what they found is that anything above and beyond that didn't equate to happiness, um, but then it goes into how you spend your money. Mm. And there's various ways you can spend your money, and you can, you can buy a thing. You know, like for me, my thing is bourbon, <laughs> you know, like I, I just bought a bell mead honey the other day on a whim and I wanted Woo! this thing for a while, you know, and yeah, in the moment it was like, whoa, dopamine got my bell mead, but that was it. 
you know, not sitting over there and I'm second guessing, man, should I have spent that much on bourbon? No, now we just have to come up with a reason to open it. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So, you know, you're, you're going to, if you buy things, cars, you're going to have very short-lived happiness and dopamine. Uh, secondarily, you can buy or use money for experiences, you know, taking your kids to uh, Disneyland or going to Hawaii, taking some photos. Now, that gives you a little bit more longer-term happiness. Uh, then they found that you can use money to create experiences for others, and then you get the most joy, literally. This is going to sound euphemistic, but giving it away. And we even said, like, when we bought that Bell Mead honey, we're like, oh, I can't wait to share it with so-and-so and share it with so-and-so. And you create an experience with them. And that's where the joy happens. Um, but today we're going to find, we're going to talk a little bit more about significance and how money plays a role in our personal significance, right? Yeah, I think that's a great topic. I think uh, significance is a hard word for people because it, it almost comes off like selfish. Mm. Like, well, I'm doing this because it makes me feel significant. And so I think that hinders people from really using that word or talking about that. Yeah, I think a more noble cinnamon would be... Cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> uh, I think a more noble word. word that people use is purpose. Mm. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, you know, but what really... But it what is the saying, same. Yeah, yeah. Really what you're saying is I want to feel significant or you can say the more noble version, I want to feel like I have purpose. Yeah. So, well, yeah, go ahead. No, so let, let's talk about, and this is an argument that we used to have. If you go back to prior episodes and we talk about fighting, we used <laughs> to have the argument. Um, and in our relationship, I'm probably the more money, not hungry, but the more aggressively, you know, like money, money, money. And money. You, yeah, money. And you've been like, let's talk to that. Like, why, why have I been more the aggressor? as far as money, and that, that used to be our argument with Macromillionaire versus your Nutrigenolics company. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, I, and I don't, I don't think that you are money hungry no, no. by any means, um, but I do think it's always been your, your facing it. Like you felt safe when your bank account was a certain amount or sure. you had this much in investments or whatever it was, and when you got divorced and that was wiped out, it was like that rebuilding phase to get you back to feeling safe again. Yeah, so, so that's actually a really good point. Um, it's insurance. Mm. Money is insurance. Now, yeah. because of my upbringing and some lack that I experienced, I want to have a bigger safety net mm. than probably most, where you grew up with a pretty healthy relationship. You guys were good. You didn't have a big, you know, I lost it all. So no. your safety net is appropriate but probably not as uh, robust as mine. So I think that I think too, I come, I came from, I mean, I grew up, you know, we weren't, my parents weren't poor. They weren't rich. Like we were middle-class and, and we, we didn't want for anything. We were good. We took, you know, our family vacation once a year and, um, you know, mom and dad were at all of our events and, and all the things. Um, but I went through a time of my life, you know, around 2012, 2013, where I did experience, uh, a lack of money you know I at one point had my uh, a shutoff notification on my door for electric in the middle of the winter in Pennsylvania and I think because I've grown out of that yeah I want to feel secure I want to have the security of money but it's not like I think I because I've been at the bottom of that it's just kind of like oh I'm not going there again but I right. don't necessarily need 
more and more and more. Yeah. So, so that's going to be largely dependent uh, per individual. Like people like, you know, say like, oh, billionaires, they, they you know, that's too much or, or whatever. No, they just have many levels of safety. That Like I know a buddy of mine, he keeps a million dollars in an account, mm-hmm. a million. And he's a big investor and he's like, hey, that's my safety net. I've got four kids. If one of them needs a new heart, lung, guess what? They're covered. Period. Right. You know, and you can't fault him for like literally wanting him to cover what whatever yeah. could happen to his kids. I know you had a friend in uh, in Mexico with yeah. like a thirty thousand dollar bill, right? Well, that's what I was just going to say it was it was a podcast actually um, that I was listening to, and he did a uh, like five money myths, and I forget what the myth was, but it was something like I I don't know what the myth was, um, but it basically. The story behind it was they were in Mexico and they walked into his father, stepfather, just sick. I mean, you could just tell he was white as a ghost, like something was wrong. They got him into an ambulance and it's Mexico, guys. Like they, It's different than America or than, than the United States. And got him to the hospital. Basically, the doctor's surgeons came out and said, your father needs a $30,000 surgery. They don't take insurance. Yeah, right. It's Mexico, right? right? And he said, he, he just was like, here you go. Just paid it, got the surgery. The, the dad was good. But he goes, now, I don't in my heart believe they would have let my father die. But I don't know that. Right. And so for him to just be able to say, here you go. Here's my credit card. No questions asked. No, no issue. Like, that is safety and security. And I don't think many people can do that right now. Yeah. And I think now we're circling back is how... I love the tool that, that our friend uses. The, the best definition of money is money is a tool mm. to do good. And, and we're going to get into kind of circle this back to significance. But for me, I don't have this gigantic following. You know, I don't have like droves. Of, I'm not Jesus, you know, who had droves of people, you know, like showing up. And he's doing the Sermon on the Mountain. There's like 5,000 people there. And they're like, you know, Master, there's so many people here. We, we got to feed them. And he's like, I got you covered. I don't have that. So for me to feel purpose, I need to, and there's, there's neuroscience behind this, for me to feel joy, I need to be a, a giver. I need to... You know, I have giving goals. Like a buddy of mine just dug a well in Haiti, and that's probably going to save like 50 Haitian lives. Literally, they have a water shortage right, there. Right. He stroked a pen for 25000 bucks through his business, or doesn't matter where it's from, but through him. And that's, that's absolutely huge. And I think that that fuels his significance, and I can see that's how I am. That's why when I think when we go out, you know, I get to talk to someone, I'll share a bourbon experience, right. and maybe I'll buy them. What, what, what people would consider an expensive pour because giving gives, you know, gives me that joy uh, and gives me that, that sense of purpose. Well, I think even, you know, you have your, your men's group that comes here typically once a week and you're right. always sharing things, whether it be a, a beer or, you know, you made, oh, yeah. made smoked old fashions <laughs> yeah, for right. them so they never right. had one or uh, whatever it is. And really anything. You, I, every time I see someone come over here, you're always offering something up to them. And at one point, one of them said, man, Jesse, you just... We just don't ever bring anything here. Like we don't ever let us buy you something. Let us bring you something, and you would be all for that. But for you, it's you're giving. You're you're giving them an experience, and that brings you joy. Right. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing: we're not trying to like. I'm not sitting here on my noble high horse, being like, "Ha, oh, I'm the giver, giver son right. of the world. Give me a medal." No, I'm I'm explaining how this tool can be used for good and why there's different psyches. And we I had a really deep conversation with. Uh, my buddy out in Michigan, 
And I, I truly believe, we all know that growth and contribution equals joy. Right. You know, they, they've proven that up time and time again. And I really do feel that people who are not secure with their money are, are lacking significance. They're not growing mm. and they're not contributing like they would like to. I mean, could you imagine the heart of, say, a mother or father that can't put their kid in a school that they would they would deem appropriate for them or or whatnot but on the flip side erica so you're you're a giver and you get that significance in a different way let's talk about like that like me i like to like you're not going to be the one that's like hey i'm going to buy you a manhattan or or you know even like dig a well like i know you do want to do that but it's not like first and foremost but you give and, and find significance in other ways and i think that that would be important to talk to the listeners about yeah, I think it kind of goes back to, like you said, with, with the pastor who, or you said Jesus, but, you know, yeah. you look at pastors who have congregations that they get to stand in front of every single weekend mm. or people in their office that they get to pour into or whatever it is. Um, you, you can think of parents with their children, like yeah. children are a source of significance or purpose, if you want to change sure. that wording. Sure. Um, and you are contributing every single day, right? Whether it be waking up at 3 a.m. to feed them or diaper them to sitting down to do homework or whatever it is, you know, and, and I see that in parents all the time. And I think we just talked about this a little bit ago, but with LifeVantage, with my company, it is a platform of growing my influence with my team. I mean, I lead a, a decently large team um, that, that looks up to me as the leader. Um, I, you know, last year, two years ago, I stood on stage in front of 5,000 people and got to speak and huge <laughs> influence here, guys. And it wasn't, this was a stadium, like, like yeah, Tony Robbins style. This is awesome. It was crazy, but it wasn't like someone asked me in that moment, well, were you nervous? And I said, I wasn't nervous at all. There was not an ounce of nerves to stand in front of that large of a crowd. What I, what made me nervous was, will my words be impactful to these people? And they absolutely were. You're literally, when we go to events for Erica's company, and this was our argument. My argument was when we used to fight about this is be like, dude, this isn't making enough money if you challenge, challenge your, your time and energy into other places, but it was having a gigantic impact and it is making great money. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, but it's having a gigantic impact on the lives of others. When Erica walks around, people are thanking her. Oh my gosh, what you said was just amazing. Massive, massive influence. And again, we go into contributing. I think this platform is allowing you to contribute a lot more. Where me, if I want to change lives at this point of life, of the life that I'm in, I've got to, I've got to stroke a pen. You know, I mean, I do these daily sprints that I think is great wisdom and like two people show up, <laughs> you know, where you get on stage with 5,000 people and they're like, oh my gosh, Erica, you changed my life. This is so awesome. Yeah. So, so I think that you can, can grow and contribute in, in many different ways. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be money. And this is kind of a mindset shift. No, I, I 100% agree. I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, if you take four sectors of, of the world and you've got the elitists, right? The, 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 the 0.5% that control most of the money. I think it's actually like 3%, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you go down into, let's just say like upper middle class. And then you go a little bit lower than that. And then you go into impoverished communities. 
and we've asked this before, who do you think has the most joy? And we all, I, I think anyone I've ever had this conversation with agrees that it's the impoverished. And it's because they just don't know any better. Right. They don't know what's even possible where you get into like, let's say the, the lower middle class. Well, they see what's possible and they're chasing it. Right. But there's not a lot of joy there because they are chasing a financial gain versus maybe they, they flip that script and it, have more joy from their, their contributions. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing is they're chasing that kind of that level one, that security of money to have that nest egg. Yeah. But that's not giving. You know, just having money is not going to equate to happiness until you do something with it. Mm -hmm. You know, create that experience or, or give it. So I think, I mean, we talked about, holy smokes, like depression being at an all-time high. And I think what you need to do is you need to find a tool or a gift that you have. And if it's, I think we all have the ability to make money. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely would, would, you know, being a business development coach would definitely channel that for other people and then find a foundation or find, find lives that they can change with that tool. But there's also, there might be other gifts. There might be the gift of wisdom that you have. There might be the gift of speaking. There might be the gift of maybe a lot of time and you can change a lot of lives volunteering at the soup kitchen or whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think money can help with in increasing your time, but it doesn't necessarily have to be giving money. For me, that's at this point in life how I am going to have impact. You know what I mean? Like I can have an impact over the tiny little circle of people I'm around and spread energy and spread joy and do smoked Manhattans or whatever. But that's not going to change the world. What's going to change the world or have a bigger impact on the world is, you know, big donations. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Increasing our tithing goal. Where Erica, she is growing her influence and I think that she's going to kind of have a combination of both. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we, we had an event recently and one of the leaders from a company came out to Indy and was talking to over 50 people in our room. And he's, he's almost at the top rank of our company. And he said, I mean, guys, he's set. <laughs> he's right. financially set for life. His kids are probably set for life. And he said, I don't want to get to the next rank to have more money. Right. I want to get to the next rank because of the amount of lives, the number of lives that I will have to have an impact on in order to get there. And it's like our reason right. to become millionaires. Right. It's not to have a million dollars in the bank or, or in investments or whatever. Right. It's to become the people that it takes to be millionaires. Right. You know, yes, there's, there's your spoon fed millionaires and, and people that just are born into that. But when you're self-made, I don't actually like that. I'd word. say a joyful millionaire. Yeah. I think a lot of millionaires that, that aren't giving are not joyful. Well, I think when you're sort. given anything in life, it, yeah. you didn't earn it. Now right. I'm not saying that, that they don't deserve it. Right. They, someone did it. Someone right. took that path. But I think when you have to go out and do it, um, there's a lot more, you have to grow and, and growth is part of being joyful right right and when i say like there's you know joy not joyful millionaires if you show me a greedy millionaire i'm going to show you someone with no joy in their mouth and that's science that's not me just saying oh money doesn't buy happiness the happiness comes from how people with massive abundance use and give of that money yeah for you know? sure so hopefully this offered some perspective but if you feel like man I'm just not experiencing joy. We talked about antidepressants. Holy oh, smoke, gosh. everyone. They're like, candy, man. It's like Halloween candy. It's insane. But if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'm just not experiencing joy. I'm not feeling significant. I'm not feeling uh, purposeful. Kind of look. You may be with me and maybe it's time to go all in on your business so you could be a more influential giver. But maybe there's other talents 
that you can go all in on. And I think I think the topic for another day is, and this is on the money um, topic, you know, and if you like, for me, like you just said, it, you know, I make very, I make very good money yeah, in my company. For sure. I would do it for way less. Right. <laughs> like, don't tell the company. Right, that. right. That's I would so do true. it for way That's less. So I wake up in the morning excited to lead my team, excited to you know have the challenges that are set before me. But if you're in a, a position in your life as far as your job or, or your business or whatever you're doing, and that's not the case, it might be the time to start to question some things. Right. Um, right. And we can talk about that another time. I think that makes for a good topic. Yeah. And we'll close on this. Again, if you're thinking like, oh, Jeff, I just, yeah, I want to feel significant. I'm not there financially. I'm like you, Jesse. I, I don't have massive influence, but I don't have, a, a, my, I don't have my MBA either, my massive bank account yet. You know, uh, there's some close friends of ours who they do have, they do great financially and they're, they're good givers. But recently they just started, they made a decision that they're going to put only joy out on social media. And these people would maybe post like once a week. Now they're posting like once an hour <laughs> and they are just spreading joy. You're never going to see a political post ever. Not saying that those are wrong. You're just never going to see anything but joy with them and their family. And I'm telling you that by them making that decision and putting that area of their life out there, they are bringing a lot of smiles to a lot of faces because they have like massive influence. They have more mass influence on social media than they even know. Yeah. So it could just be something like that. It could be like a decision to say, you know what? I do have this passion um, and that's this thing that gives me joy. And I'm going to start spreading that more. So, you know, as you're building that MBA or you're building, you're honing your talents and your gifts, there's things that you do have that are significant to you that you can share with others that people would absolutely care about. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we will be back here next week. We're going to get back on this train of consistency. And uh, if there's ever any topics that you would love to hear, you know, our viewpoints on, please feel free to reach out on social media, uh, macro underscore millionaire underscore on Instagram. Uh, Jesse and Erica Dale on any other social media platform. So thanks guys for tuning in. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us on today's Macro Millionaire Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a millionaire review. Until next time, keep working toward the abundant life you deserve.